Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Listen, Learn and Burn podcast, hosted by Phil Williams and Jen Kay, co-owners of Lift, Learn and Burn, the online coaching service created to transform the body and minds of females. Getting out and getting steps in can sometimes feel like you're walking for the sake of walking, which is why we're on a mission to make your walks a little bit more fun. So get off the couch, throw your headphones in and get those feet moving. Oh, and if you're in England, it's probably best you take a coat because it's more than likely chucking it down. Every week, we'll be going in-depth into a specific topic related to female weight loss. We know how overwhelming and overcomplicated weight loss can be, so we make sure to cut out all the big fancy words and bring you the information that you need to know. And if you're not sure how to start your journey, then head over to our website now to get your hands on our free fat loss guide. Welcome. Episode 22, Jenke. Episode 22, I'm feeling 22. That's good. Do you know what? I kind of wish you just stuck with the episode 22 singing, because I knew what you meant. Did you? Yeah, I knew exactly what you meant. Bit of T-Swizzle? No, Taylor Swift. (laughs) That one's for Kira. No, she's a big T-Swizzle fan. T-Swizzle. I I shall stop saying T-Swizzle now. Thank you, (laughs) J-Kizzle. J-Kizzle. P-Wizzle. We'd be terrible rappers, wouldn't we? Mainly. Nothing to do with our rapping, but because our rappers' names would be awful. Have you ever heard that thing where you read where it says like, pick the your first address and your first pet's name and that's like your rapper's name? Yeah. So what's the street you lived on? I don't want to tell people. Oh yeah, fair enough. It's probably not a good place no, to tell from where you lived. Um, Ravenswood Dusty. Ravenswood Dusty, that'd be your rapper's name? No. I thought that gave you a different type of name in other places. I feel like people, I mean, it's not real, is it? I think it? Like, you switch it the, wrong way, the other way around, and it, that's what you... Dusty Ravenswood? Yeah. I quite like I think that's a pretty decent... It's better than All's Got Tornado, isn't it? <laughs> what was called Tornado? You've not had a pet? Yes, I have. I've told you this. I had a pet fish oh, called Tornado. Fake. And you never believed me. It's true. Because you're not... swim a... around in circles. <laughs> so I called it Tornado. <laughs> wouldn't it, a fairground? It sounds like a horse. Tornado? Oh, it's got tornado. <laughs> Maybe it's because, isn't it? The horses run in circles. No. Why would you call it tornado then? No, it. I said, oh, it's got tornado sounds like a horse name. Oh, right. I do like something that you'd see on like a, the Grand National when you do your one bet a year. Yeah. <laughs> do you do that? A one bet a year? Yeah. Yeah, remember when we went to the races and we did more than one bet and we got dead excited? Was, oh, when we went with your friends? Yeah, because we were yeah. like a pound on. <laughs> yeah, I think we made it such a big event as well. All the other couples were just off doing their own thing and every time me and Phil had come together and run to the betting thing yeah, together. Yeah, into each other like, what should we do, what should we put? What should we put, should we put an extra 50p on this one? I've heard, I've heard this one's a good one. Neither of us had a clue what we was doing at all. I am not a gambler. Yeah, it was a right good day. It was really good and we watched it, uh, what were they called? It's Freak Say Chic. In the evening, didn't we? We did. It was that a was really good. Day. I was, was really just dancing in a field on my own at that point, I think. I am very excited for lockdown to end so we can do this kind of stuff. Mm. Very excited. Anyway. But today, we're going to be talking about something a little bit different, aren't we? Yeah. And I'm really um, proper... That title. You know, when you think of something, you're like, oh, Phil was having a party to himself because he was so excited about coming up with this title. I think what you actually did was... Dropped a little bomb with your hands whilst going. I did. That's how excited you were. And I pretended the whole office exploded <laughs> by waving my arms around like an aeroplane and making really loud noises. 
Go on, read them the title that they've already read. Episode 22. The gym won't change anything if you don't change. You've ever that nice than me. Anyway. Okay. I think this is quite apt at the moment, really, with... Um, Last few weeks. Gyms in the... Also near future, yeah, yeah it's still feels so far away. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Can't people. wait to do exercise in a different place. I know. I feel like I really need it. Yeah, I feel like at the minute you're doing exercise, surrounded by sawdust and yeah. um, wooden. Well, I've not really done much like weight stuff at home. No, but when you have, it's surrounded by what I'm considering as my um, work workshop. Workshop for uh, the house. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> I'm just cutting wood in half and hoping it fits the gaps that I'm trying to fill. It didn't. Yeah, it did. It caused great distress. Right. It took but us then four Phil weeks. has it's taken us four weeks to do the floor, which Phil was doing. He was fitting floorboards, which give him his credit. I'm not my coach. I'm not my coach. Not just in case anyone was wondering. I don't do it for like a part time thing. Please, you nobody st- ask me to go around and do it because it caused me a lot of stress, a, a lot, lot of difficult days. <laughs> yeah, but um, you've now spent the last week just going, Jen, Jen, see this floor up here. Yeah. <laughs> I am that person that when Too I do me, a good job of something, I shout someone to come and look at it. Like, I was that kid when I tidied my room and shout my mum so she could come and look at it. Mum, look at my room. He just does it with me now. Yeah. Jen, Jen, Jen look, look, look at this. I've the bedroom since. No, <laughs> but, I have laid, but to be fair, I laid the floor in the bedroom. That is true. You've laid all of the floors in the upstairs. Yeah, you so will have done when you've done the bathroom as well. I will have. So if the house falls down, we know it's fall today. Anyway, enough about the house. We're really going off on a tangent. So I think... Going back to the gym thing, um, I think a lot of people are actually waiting for the gyms to reopen before they get started on the weight loss journey, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And I think today we want to talk, well, we want to chat, question you, we'll question you, why? Ooh, why ooh. are you waiting? What are you waiting for? I'm waiting for an answer. Oh, well, no one's going to respond, are <laughs> Now, the thing is, it's pretty common, isn't it? That's it's a lot of people's go-to. Um and you might be listening to this thinking, oh, that's me, yeah, I've done that 10 times or 20 times or 50 times or every week, month and year of my life. I, I'm in the gym for like three, four days. I go to, you know, body pump and then I go to, you know, on a Monday, spin on a Wednesday, Zumba on a Friday. This sounds like my life. On a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tuesday, Thursday, I, you know, I don't go to a class. I go on the treadmill or the cross trainer and do like 20, 30 minutes, bit of cardio, you know, mixing it up. And the thing is, what I've found over the years is that if you're that type of person, you probably actually kind of wanted to do something different. But over the years, you've kind of built up this enjoyment level. You know, you know, your pals in the class, you know, you see Sue at the other side of the class and, you, you know, it's nice to see a familiar face. And then you I get didn't to... do that. I used to hide in the corner on my own. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, suppose it's different I never made class pals. <laughs> no, you did from everybody. <laughs> and then you get used to that class and you get to a point where you know what's coming next. Like you're thinking, yeah, oh, she's going to do a squat in a second. And then she shouts squat and you're like, see, yeah, I knew what was coming. <laughs> and you just feel really comfortable where you're at and you're not getting any results as such, but you feel happier and you're like, well, it's kind of going the right direction. But then you get to the end of the week or the end of the month and you check kind of like what's happening and you kind of remind yourself that actually the reason I started all this was because I wanted to lose a little bit of weight. And you realise nothing's actually changed or there's been such a minimal result for the actual effort that you've put in that you go, do you know what? This genuinely isn't worth it. Like I'm actually not that fond of Sue. She's a bit annoying. You know, I wave and she spends the next 30 seconds waving and shouting me over. And I just want to get my my little step and just get started and set up without Sue screaming stuff at me. And it just isn't worth it for the results that I'm you know, either getting or not getting. So then you go, right, do you know what? This is, I'm going to give up for a little bit. And then you take a few weeks off and then, you know, you, you decide again, right, I need to start again. And then you go back to 
Zumba and Sue's still there waving at you and you're like, oh, this is nice, I know someone. And this kind of tends to repeat itself for weeks, months, years before anything really changes, doesn't it? Yeah, I think I think you've absolutely hit the nail on the head. And I think, I'll be honest, I would use um, I would use it as an excuse. Mm. So I'd be, I would always, like, in, in the past, I would be like, oh, well, like, I can't get to the gym at the moment for X, Y, and Z. Therefore, like, that's why I'm not losing weight. Or, mm. like... Um, I would go in and like like Phil said, like I would I was this person, like I did all these things and I would give up because I wasn't seeing the results that I wanted and I wasn't a social person. I think I think there's something in that, in that for someone who goes to a class and enjoys the social side of things, that is amazing mm-hmm. because you're seeing the social element of the classes and absolutely keep going for those reasons. But it's thinking about why you're actually doing it because I think for me who didn't have that social aspect there I was going because I wanted to lose weight and I would just keep turning up every week and the only reason that I went to those classes is because I had no idea what else to do the only other option for me was to go and sit oh, I lost my voice mm-hmm. was to go and sit on um, either a bike a cross train, a stand on a cross trainer, or run on a treadmill. <laughs> just I want to sit on a cross trainer. <laughs> just one yeah. thing going up and down. Just definitely doing <laughs> like it. Like a horse. That's a brilliant idea. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun, wouldn't yeah. it? Um, you'll see me in the gym there. when it opens again. Woo! <laughs> got tornado in the corner. Jim's riding it. <laughs> in the gym. Um, but yeah, I would do that, and I absolutely despised like that low intensity cardio. Like I find it mind-numbingly boring. Like, I, every time I went on a treadmill, my knee hurt. Um, I hated just being on any of those machines. So my only other option was to go to a class. And I think that is why a lot of people go to these things. Because one, they don't know what else to do. And two, they don't feel comfortable doing anything else. And I know that because that was me. Yeah. And if you're sat here listening, I want you to honestly ask yourself... Is that why you go to the gym and do what you do? Because you don't know what else to do? If so, something needs to change. Because you need to start thinking about how you can push yourself outside of that comfort zone. Particularly if you don't enjoy doing those things. Like, for example, me who went on doing these things for years, not enjoying them, but purely doing it because I didn't know what else to do. And I think... One, it needs to be, are you enjoying it? And two, it needs to be, is what you're doing specific to your goals? So if your goals are to be a runner, go ahead, jump on that treadmill, go run. But if your goals aren't to do that, if your goals are to lose weight, there isn't any such thing as a weight loss workout. Like, you'll if you follow us on Instagram, you'll know time and time again that, like, we do not advocate uh, exercise for weight loss because that's not what it's about. Like, they don't exist. Like, some may burn more than others, but realistically, those calories that you burn in a workout have an extremely minimal impact and are completely irrelevant. And what actually it does instead is creates a really negative relationship with training, food, and that, that idea of calories in versus calories out. So question what you're doing. Are you going to lose weight? If not, if you are, you need to find another more if. Are you enjoying what you're doing? If not, you need to find something else to do. 
if you're going for the social aspect and you just enjoy that side of things crack on keep doing it like that's really positive because it means you're enjoying exercise ultimately you need to be walking in there doing something that you feel really confident you enjoy doing and makes you feel really great about yourself but is also has also got a purpose so it's either social aspect or moving you towards your goals and I think it's really important at this point that we kind of reinforce what Jen just mentioned about the minimal impact it actually has. And I don't think a lot of people know this, but the actual calories you burn in a workout, if you were to train three days a week, is going to burn around 2 to 3% of the actual weekly calories that you burn. So if you burn, putting some numbers on it, for every 100 calories you burn, around two, maybe three of those calories come from training. It's so minimal that if that's your only avenue that you're going down, mm. it isn't going to have an impact. And like Jen said, it creates a negative relationship with training and food anyway, which isn't a good path to go down. But even if it was a good path to go down, it wouldn't be because it wouldn't get you the result you wanted. Now, we understand that a lot of people's goals isn't just weight loss. That might be like the um, the title, as I like to call it. That's kind of like the top bit, like weight loss, that's what I want. But when we go a bit deeper, it's like, actually, do you know what? I wouldn't mind toning up a little bit. I actually want to, you know, look in the mirror and see a body that I really, you know, a reflection I like to see. And when I put on clothes, I want to feel really comfortable in the clothes that I'm wearing. And I actually want to feel a little bit like stronger and, you know, more confident when I'm walking and moving and move better is a good yeah, one. Yeah, move better. I just want to move better. I don't want to stand up and have to hold my lower back and launch my or launch myself out of a chair really slowly because everything's hurting. Like all these little things aren't really going to be corrected if our only focus is weight loss. And I know there's loads of terms that get thrown about, but I think the main kind of sort of words that get used are, I want to lose weight, I want to tone up. That's what people tend to speak about. Now, the kind of blunt side of it is, if your goal is to lose weight and tone up, there is no class, there is no treadmill, there is no cross trainer, rowing machine, or cardio piece of equipment that's going to help you achieve that. It's as simple as that, like it isn't going to happen. I actually did a post, I was going to say yesterday, but it'll be last week now uh, on Instagram where I mentioned that if your goal is to lose weight and tone up, build strength, build confidence in the gym, if you want to achieve all these things, but you want to do it by like mixing it up and doing hit and doing random classes and stuff like that, that's like me wanting a red wall, but then using blue paint. Like I'm still painting the wall, but I'm not getting the result that I want to get in the end. And I think it's important to note here, the people who do that and don't get the result are often the people who just give up at that point. Yeah. Because they're like, well, it's not working, so I'm just going to give up. Yeah, 100%. So it's about knowing what you need to be doing to be getting the goal that you want. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. And I think what people do is, and I, for years, I was really confused by this idea that people said, well, I just, you know, I like mixing it up. I get bored when I do the same thing every week. And I used to think, why? I don't get it. Why do you get bored if you do the same thing every week? And it was only one day when I was sat, I was having a consultation with someone um, in the gym who wanted a personal trainer and was having a chat and I was like, I'm just going to have to ask. So I was like, why, the last time you did the same thing every week, what what was the board, why was you bored? And she said, oh, I've never done it. I, it just sounds boring doing the same thing every week. And I was like, oh, and then it clicked. Most people don't find doing the same thing every week boring they've just found enjoyment in mixing up and assume that if they did the same thing every week, it would be boring. Now, I can assure you, when I've worked you know, with clients in the past in the gym, when we work now with clients online, when they do very similar things every week, the last thing it is is boring. Oh, I found the it actually thing. really empowering. Yeah. Like, you... seeing that progression mm. 
and seeing myself getting stronger and increasing the weight over time, I'm genuinely buzzing because I'm yeah. like, oh my goodness, I'm actually progressing. I can see myself getting stronger. I can feel myself getting stronger. It's amazing feeling. 100%. And the thing is as well, when I talk about like consistency and doing things consistently on a week-to-week basis, what I'm not saying is that you're going to do the same exercise program for the rest of your mm-hmm. life. But at the same time, the basics work like they do. If you want to lose weight and tone up, the weight loss side, I think, is 100% going to come from nutrition. It's not 50-50, it's not 80-20, it's not 90-10, it's not 99-1. It is 100% nutrition. You can lose weight without having a gym membership. Mm -hmm. Like, you do not need one. You can lose weight without ever having equipment. We've got clients that have never stepped foot in a gym, will never step foot in a gym, have lost 10, 20 kilos because you do not need a gym for that side of things. Mm -hmm. However, if you are wanting the tone-up side of things there is going to have to be some kind of weight training involved. And the basics of it are, that weight training has to be progressive. It has to be consistent. You have to do it correctly. You're gonna have to provide a specific stimulus to the muscles. Once you have done that, your muscles will break down. You will feel that kind of achy, uh, what's called DOMS, so delayed onset muscle soreness. You're pretty sore after a training session. It feels kind of good, like it's quite empowering. You're like, oh, I can really feel that. But that is not an indicator of a good or a bad workout, is it? No, it's not. That doesn't necessarily mean you've had a good session. In fact, sometimes pain is a bad thing. Mm. But you, you know, when you first get started, you'll probably feel something within your muscles. And what I tend to find a lot is when people move from classes to weight training is they wasn't actually feeling the muscles from the classes. They was feeling the lower back. They was feeling the knees, the ankles, the neck, the spine, Mm. the hips. They was feeling a lot of joint pain, but they counted or they thought that was muscle pain. So they thought I was definitely doing something right. It's only when you get four, six, eight, ten weeks in, when you can't get down the stairs, when you can't get out of bed, when your back's hurting so much that when you sit down, you can't get up again, that you go, hang on, this probably isn't right. When you start weight training, you actually feel the muscle, you go, that feels incredible. I can actually feel a little bit of tightness in my quads or my glutes or my hamstrings. That's like, it's almost really nice to feel it. It, Do you know what it really is? And just to add on to what Phil said there, I am really uh, injury prone. Like I'm really bad, aren't I? Like I injure myself a lot or I used to because- She's dangerous to be around. Since since starting weight training, I've actually found I injure much, um, what's the word? Less frequently. Yeah, there we go. I injure less frequently than I used to. And I think that's down to actually moving my body correctly. Um, because I think in the classes, you'll know yourself if you've been in them, like you're doing these things, particularly I used to go to like body pump and I blooming loved it. That was what got me into weight training. Mm-hmm. But there's 20 odd people in that class. That instructor can't come round and tell you whether you're doing it wrong or not. You just kind of do it and do it quite quickly yeah. and actually don't focus on how you're doing it and that's where I kept getting injured because I wasn't doing it properly not through any fault of my own because I was really intently listening to the instructor and I thought I was doing all right but having been in the situation of actually doing it properly I recognized that I really wasn't because one I was doing things far too quickly to be doing it properly and two I just I wasn't optimally moving and actually the, the, the benefits that I've found for weight training and why I love it so much is I used to struggle with a heck of a lot of back pain and knee pain and actually through weight training Phil's been able to help me out so much with that that it's not something that troubles me anymore because turns out it was down to my lazy glutes very and lazy glutes very lazy glutes they're nothing they was they literally didn't do anything and I would never have known that had I not started training with Phil because that's 
genuinely changed my life. Like, I, it really has. It's not that that I'm laughing at. I just what? remembered something that you said the other week. What? When you said, do you know what? Sometimes I wish you wasn't my boyfriend so you could be my coach. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely said that. Nice one, Jen. Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, but I don't get the same accountability because you're my boyfriend, but you're a really damn good coach. <laughs> Thanks, Jen. Like, not to blow your trumpet because your head's big enough, mm, but... It's not very nice. He really is a good coach. Like, I feel like I can move my body really, really well now. And, like, generally when I move around on a day-to-day basis, like, my body just moves better than it's ever moved before, you know, since weight training. And, like, feels like I just said, like, I used to really struggle with lower back pain and it was all down to my glutes. And I think I've learned so much from Phil now that I can identify when my glutes have started to become a little bit lazy and... I can actually do things in the moment that stop me getting injured long term mm. now. Um, so it's it's that knowledge and the your body moving better and you feeling stronger and it's nuts. I remember in school once I got asked to lift a heavy box and they were like, Oh no, don't like I'll I'll grab the caretaker and I was like, Man, I'm fine. <laughs> like literally I'm this is light. I I lift double this in the gym and I just like added under my arm, strolling around. When you say when you was at school, you mean as a teacher. Oh yeah. I was very confused. <laughs> Sorry. Should have specified. But yeah, I think that side of things is massive for me. Yeah, like, absolutely. And body moving optimally. It's so important. Like there's, there's just too many benefits to it to, mm. to note them all. We could do in fact we will at some point do a the 25,000 benefits to weight training <laughs> as a podcast and we'll just have to say them really quickly just so that we can get them all into 20 to 40 minutes and I don't think I've ever had a client I've had a client not be confident with it mm-hmm. and become confident with it but I've never had a client start weight training and say I don't like weight training no people never. people tend to get into it and go actually do you know what this wasn't what I was expecting and I think do you know what? I got a really nice message the other week from a client that I think I put on my story actually so you might have seen it where she said um I gave her her feedback from her training and she, she was like, oh my God, I wasn't expecting this. I didn't realise this was the level of um, support I was going to get with my training. I can't wait to train next week. Yeah. And all I'd simply done was taken the videos that she'd sent me of her training and just voiced over the top, giving her some quick, simple tips that was just going to make her training next week a little bit better, which means that she was going to feel a bit more confident because she knows what she's doing now. It was taking it that one step further. She was going to be able to lift more because she was doing it correctly, so therefore she's going to get stronger. That added strength was then going to build more confidence, and that building confidence would build more strength, and they all work together. Yeah. And it's just that little bit of support and guidance that you probably need. And I promise you that when you come on as a client, and I don't want to just like big us up as uh, as online coaches, and I promise you I'll keep this as quick as I possibly can because you come here for value and not for this, but the goal is that we support you where you're at. That doesn't mean it. you might be in your kitchen doing squats. You might yeah. be in the gym doing barbell squats. But I don't know, but those, it's just working out where you're at. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. I was going to say those months in the kitchen doing squats, mm-hmm. having feedback from Phil, are what then makes you walk into that gym on day one and go, actually, this isn't a daunting place for me because I know for a fact, based on the, in the feedback that Phil's given me, I can go in there and I can do this. And actually... Instead of relying on a PT stood there telling you you're doing it all right, you've you've built that confidence yourself. Yeah, like no you you've done that yourself. You can walk in there feeling ridiculously empowered and knowing that you're gonna go in there and squat really well, and people are gonna look at you and go, they know what they're doing. She's smashing it. Like you're I doing an amazing her. job. Yeah, exactly. Now look, I know not. You know, I think it's important we mention though that like not everybody's going to get an online coach, and that's absolutely fine. But what I want to do is give you a really quick rundown on what to do. And I mean really quick because these are the absolute basics. 
if you are wanting to tone up, you are going to have to train correctly in the gym. Simple as that, you're going to have to use weights and you're going to have to do it correctly. You want to progress somehow, which means that you're either going to increase the weight, increase the reps, increase the sets, or reduce the rest time in between the sets. From doing all of that, you're going to provide a specific stimulus to the muscles that you want to train. Now, they're going to react, or they're going to adapt by breaking down, but, and this is the next point people forget, you then need to recover appropriately. So if you're just starting out, two weight sessions a week is probably enough. Three is probably the most that you want to be doing. Mm. Four is probably too many. Five, six, and seven is out of the question. There are people that have been training for two, three, four years who still benefit from doing three to four sessions mm. a week. You don't need to be getting in there every day. So train correctly, train safely, train progressively on a week-to-week basis. Do more each week, whether that's one rep, one set, or one second less in your rest. Provide the correct stimulus to your muscles. Know that you're doing it right. Can you feel the muscle you're trying to train? Ask yourself that question. You get clients to do this. You're doing a glute bridge. I want you to feel your glutes. Are you actually feeling them? Like, are they working? Are they doing anything? Or can you feel it in your lower back? If that's the case, it's wrong. And then from there, take 24, 48 hours to recover and you pretty much can't go wrong. Yeah, I think it, I think not recovering enough is something that I would fall in. Like That category I'd fall in. Like I'd still have like aches and pains and just push myself and that's where you fall into... The risk of injuring yourself isn't it if you 100%. push yourself too far but be careful not to fall into the category of right train today so i'm having a month off yeah you don't need a month off <laughs> <laughs> i kind of just say on this as well like, i know we've just bigged up like weight training loads but this is not us sitting here saying everyone has to weight train this is us saying you need to be doing um an exercise that's appropriate to you, to your goals and an exercise that you enjoy mm-hmm. i think they're the two key points aren't they 100 percent now, there's some other things to consider that are super important because mm-hmm. we've spoken a lot about the training, we've spoken a little bit about calories that are going into the body, we mentioned about how calories going out shouldn't come from training, but just day-to-day movement, but if, and I'll quickly run through them, then we can go a little bit deeper into them, if you are not sleeping well, if you've got terrible sleep quality, if you aren't managing your day-to-day stresses very well, and if you've got zero movement outside of the gym, the calories you're putting in and the calories you're burning are relevant. I know that might sound like a big claim, but it really is. Because the sleep that you have, is it's the time that you recover. It's the time when you are going to actually allow your body to adapt to all the things you've done that day. So if you put yourself into a calorie deficit and had a terrible night's sleep, your body's, you're fighting against your body's desire to try and lose body fat. Mm. If you're not managing stress very well, hormonally, the reactions that are happening within your body are fighting against what you're trying to achieve. And not only that, it's putting you in a more difficult place because how do you make positive, healthy decisions if you're absolutely knackered and you're reacting in a negative way to every stressful situation? And as we mentioned before, movement outside of the gym, you're probably going to burn 2 to 3% of your weekly calories from the gym. So if you're not moving outside of that, then the amount of calories you're going to burn is going to reduce. And actually, I see this a lot where people go in, they hammer a workout so much that they can't walk. You're actually reducing your steps. And this is why when you go to the gym, although you're burning an extra 100 calories maybe than the week before, you're actually burning about 10,000 or less because you're not moving at all. So it's really important that we consider the bigger picture. When we're talking to clients, it's not just about calories in versus calories out. That's the, that's the result of getting everything else in place. That's the result of doing everything right. It's like when you do a jigsaw, you don't just drop the pieces onto the table and the jigsaw's complete you've got to do oh i wish inches. you did yeah i don't because it'd be boring you've got to, you know you do the edges first if you're not a maniac so you get the edge edges done you do the top the bottom the sides think of that as like creating your foundations that's sleeping really well then you start to get the bigger picture in between it so you start to create someone's face or an object like a plane or whatever 
think of that as like stress management. You're doing the bigger bits, you're getting them right. Then you start to put the little bits in between. So that's your movement outside of the gym. You get that bang on. You put the last piece of the puzzle in, that picture you've now created is calories in versus calories out. You've got in front of you the result. Oh, that was magical. I like that. You're welcome. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it in my head. I was picturing yeah. you creating your jigsaw. Did you see me doing a jigsaw? Yeah. That's good. I'm a visual learner, you see. You are a visual learner. <laughs> Should have drawn it as I was doing it. It's all right. It's recording us as well. No, it's stopped. Oh, yeah. It said it stopped. Never mind. <laughs> Can't see you talking about jigsaws, unfortunately. I'll have to do that video again next week yeah. for Instagram. Never but mind. I think, hopefully... You, you got to the gist of this that there is more to manage than just what you eat and how much you move but I think like we said the key message that if you want to lose weight and tone up you don't need a treadmill or a cross trainer nope. you really don't and you don't need a peloton either send that back <laughs> sorry I've just seen tons of them being bought get rid of them rubbish <laughs> although I do enjoy or a peloton it. treadmill why have they brought out treadmills get rid of them oh anyway um but just have the confidence to try something different. And if you've not got that confidence, then please feel free to reach out. Like I've said this before, like Phil is so good at building your confidence within a gym. Like genuinely, I can't, I know he's my boyfriend and I know he's the other coach in um, Lithuania and Burn, but genuinely as a human who really, really, really struggled with confidence in the gym, like I never in my life thought I would feel comfortable in a weights area. And we were talking about this the other day. <clears throat> I used to hate that there were so many mirrors around. Mm -hmm. But now, I use those mirrors to check my form, my technique. Like, I look myself directly at, look at myself directly in the mirror. And I, I know I'm confidently doing the things that I need to be doing. And that that's what it's all about. Like, having confidence in yourself and what you're doing. <clears throat> and enjoying exercise. Absolutely. But yeah, that's that. So... No. Should we throw me on the spot? Oh, I can't pick you up, you too ever. That's not very nice, is it? <laughs> <laughs> right, Quite so, upsetting, got a question <laughs> this week. That's good, because if you didn't, this next bit would be awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I was bit. actually going to say I got a question this week from Georgie. Oh, oh, it's worrying. <laughs> is it? I I've got know. two, actually. I, I don't know which I hope to before she asked this question, she thought of all the fantastic feedback I've been giving her for her training and didn't give me an abusive question. <laughs> yeah, she didn't. It's That's good. Fine. Thank you, Georgie. Um, <clears throat> if you could time travel, Ooh. where would you go? Sensational. All I'm thinking now about is Doctor Who. I can't stop thinking about <laughs> Doctor Who. <laughs> oh. Isn't Phil the most unlikely person that you've ever expected to be obsessed with Doctor Who? Like, could you imagine that? I remember the first time you told me that, I was gobsmacked. Mm. <laughs> I just, I just, I, I just love Doctor Who. You, you really do. It's my dad's fault he got me into Doctor Who, but it's brilliant. <laughs> if you've never watched Doctor Who, I mean, the old ones are a bit boring and bland, but the new ones are sensational. They're quite mm. funny, I like them. Uh, where would I go to? I mean, there's the obvious answer. Pre-lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> any time before then. So any time before about 12 months ago would be great. Or, alternatively... Post lockdown would be nice as well. <laughs> so time after lockdown would be sensational. You were good to um, know the time of life. Um, can I watch? Right, right I know. I, I hate. I always ask questions about on the spot. Don't I like to see what the actual question? Yeah, is. like I know. <laughs> I yeah. just make it up. <laughs> yeah. You let me know then, Jim. Am I like going back as me, or can I see what's going on? Like, can I, if I went back to like a time where I'm there, could I see me doing stuff, or am I going back to? Well, being I'm assuming me? you can literally go back to any like time travel. You just go like, oh, let's think about time that film where he gets in the cupboard. 
Oh, what a film. What a, what a, it's like that. You, also, oh, wait, see, no, that's different. He only goes back to times in his life. See, that's he? where it's different to Doctor Who because in that film, he goes back to times where what have actually happened. Whereas if Doctor Who oh, goes back yeah. to a time where if he goes back, he's still there knocking about. He can still see himself, which is weird. That is weird. In a parallel universe. Anyway. I feel like I'd, like, surely you'd just go, you'd be there in that time. Mm. You don't have to specifically be there. But so you would be anytime. there. So you'd be like living it, but you don't have had to have lived it. Do you know what I'd thought. go back to then? What? I'd go way, 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 way back. Probably not expecting this. I want to know how the hell all those years ago they built pyramids. <laughs> how did they achieve that? Mental. It's in the size they of the li- No, They had little trolleys that they put it on. Oh, as the trolleys. No. They had like a system. I've been a teacher. I've taught Egyptians and all this. You've taught Egyptians? How old are you? <laughs> <laughs> they had little trolleys that they put them on and then they had like, it like came along and then they like lifted it up. Like a pulley system? Yeah, pulley system. Very interesting. Maybe I don't need to go. Right, forget that then. I'm not going then. Uh, do you know where I'll go to then? The future. When we live on Mars. Just see what it's like. Would you? Kind of explore another planet. We've just gone to Mars, haven't we? I'd like to be in like flapper times. I don't know. Like Great Gatsby times. Oh, really? Yeah. I'd like to go. I know this isn't my question, but I've just been thinking about it, so I'm going to throw in my my question. I just like I'd like to be in like Great Gatsby times because like I like all the music and the fun dresses. Do you know what I always think though when I see things like that? I always think when they create like this picture of Great Gatsby times, that was like 0.1 percent of the population. <laughs> yeah. So like in like a thousand years, they'll go back and be like, oh, like I really want to go back to like the year 2020 when like everyone lived in those mansions, <laughs> you know, in them like big like million, <laughs> ten million pound houses. Like yeah. 0.1% of the population that is like it wasn't all of us no because we just got two up two down do you know what I, by the way. I would like to go back to a time where set dance moves were a thing do you mean set dance moves so like <laughs> you know if you went to a party yeah. there was like dances that you had to do again point stands this happened in 0.1% <gasps> no of it didn't because it's that was a thing. thing no I don't think it was it was I also think if you think back to the jive the jive still exists. Everyone could just do the jive. They couldn't. They practiced they it. They could. Because they was rich and famous no, and celebrities and they don't had believe to. You. They had to practice it. No. And again, it was just 0.1% of the population. No. Most it people wasn't. did not live like that. I think they did. No. I mean, look at any programme we've watched that's a, a period drama. A period drama. And you look and like they've got these like incredible incredibly rich people living in this big mansion. But yeah, if they're walking around the street, there's just a, a million more people not living like them. Right, like on Peaky Blinders. Yeah, Jen doesn't like Peaky Blinders and it's doing my head in. Right. We've been together for how long and this is the first thing that I've liked. That's why I'm still watching it. We've been through this. Very slowly. I know. I'm we watched a one hour episode on, was it Sunday? I just don't want to binge it. It took us about five attempts to finish it. We watched oh. it in like 10 to 12 minute blocks. One of those was my fault because I wanted my head shaving. But other than that, <laughs> it was all your fault. No, it wasn't. Anyway, I basically, the lesson we've learned is I want to know how to do set dances. And I want to go to the future and live on Mars. <laughs> As you can see, we have slightly different goals. But they still See works. you later. <laughs> yeah. You no. go to the future and I'll go to the past. Yeah. Do you know see what? you somewhere in between. I've, just been, I've started reading... Um, sorry to carry off going off on a tangent but this is really important you can switch off now if you want all the value's been given no it's not the next bit's the most valuable bit of the podcast uh, i've started reading um the diary of two nobodies having a by giles and mary from oh Barbara my Rocks. goodness i love them i can't it wait is. to read it i'm not gonna give anybody any spoilers but it's ex- and you'll read this in the first page anyway so it's not a spoiler but it's exceptional because it's literally about how two people who in theory shouldn't work 
work really well. And they've both got this, you probably know this if you've seen Gogglebox, but they've both got this really kind of like, um, really nice relationship where it's like, they just kind of just sit and bicker and stuff, but then get on really well. Yeah. And I love those moments where Giles says something and Mary actually laughs. Because yeah. it's like she doesn't want to. And she's like, oh, I forgot he's actually quite funny. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, the the book is literally that. It is incredible. And it's written like a diary. So honestly, if you're struggling for what book to read next, get that. Because I've literally started last night and I'm buzzing about it already. Mm-hmm. So anyway. He was laughing at it a lot. I couldn't concentrate on my book. I'm not apologising, it was brilliant. <laughs> Honestly, it was fantastic. Jazz right. is a legend. We need it. to stop talking now, Phil, because I think people stop listening to us. No, what it means is that... Jen, don't do that. Oh, I'm not supposed to touch anything, sorry. Yeah, get off a laptop. You'll All break right. it. Let's I've just seen how long we waffled for. Well, I don't know whether you broke it or not, because the last few minutes now might be a little bit overlapped. Oops. If it is, apologies. You, <laughs> you'll know by now, anyway. Right, thank you very much. Have an incredible week. Speak to you soon. And we'll see you very soon. ta Before you go, make sure to hit the link in the podcast notes to update us on how many steps you've done on today's walk whilst listening to us two jabber on. Each week we'll update you on the total number of steps you fantastic listeners have done. And if you haven't already, please don't forget to like the podcast, rate the podcast, subscribe to the podcast and anything else you can do to the podcast that makes us all really great.